0: Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivi.com and tracy.com and it's sex talk s-e-x-t-o-k to reflect our tiktok viral success i hope you enjoy enter your questions on our website listen up send it to friends and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts enjoy
1: hi tracy Hello. (laughs) here we are back for another episode
2: of sex talk t-o-k with zimmy and tracy welcome Welcome to you, and and brace yourselves, Evie, because we've got a few juicy questions today. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm already
1: kind of bracing myself (laughs) to ask these to for you to answer, (laughs) and for everyone listening, thanks for tuning in, and don't forget that you can always ask us questions—or not me, but ask Tracy questions through our website, Sex Talk with Zippy and Tracy. And yeah, that's where we get all this great stuff to discuss. So here we go. Per usual, we have three questions and a sex tip for Tracy. international sexpert if you will okay you ready for the first question i am yep okay here we go my partner and i want to try anal sex for the first <laughs> for the first time <laughs> my kids are in the next room again oh, okay. can you give us some tips on how to go about it i don't want it to hurt are there things you can do to make it hurt less
2: Okay. I think dying of the that. Now, now look how far you've come along because if I right? given you that as the first question, you would have just been hiding underneath the desk. I said lawn.
1: it. I don't think I blushed. <laughs> I got the whole sentence out. You know, you're you treating did. me
2: up here. I know. I know. You've come a long way. Now, This is a sort of question where people will tune in and go, oh my God, I don't want to hear about that because we all have a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. But in fact, a lot of people do want to hear about it. It's a question that I get asked all the time. And the reason why is that, anal sex, unlike other things with sex, there is a right and a wrong way of doing it. And if you just decide on the spur of the moment, you know, hey, let's go off and have anal sex, it will be a disaster and it will be painful. So there is a set procedure to follow that people don't realise. So it's a really good topic to do. And the reason why is that, I mean, the anus is built for things to come out of, not for things to go into. So you are actually going against nature in one way. So why would we want to do? it? Well, because the anus is actually packed with loads of nerve endings. So it's highly pleasurable if it's done right. And I was looking at some stats for anal sex. And in 2015, 40% of 20 to 24 year old women had had anal sex, had tried it. 20% of women aged 20 to 39 had tried it. Right, so fast forward to two thousand and seventeen. So that's a mere two years later, and one in four straight females enjoy anal sex a couple of times a month. Now, I thought that was very, very high. I mean, and also with some of these, you, know, you have to like take a bit from one survey and from, you know a bit from another. But in two thousand and twenty, I think this is probably right. 52% of couples have tried anal sex. And I think that is that statistic is dead on. I think at least half of all couples probably have tried anal sex. Whether they continue to have it as, you know, a couple of times a year, I don't know. Now, there's also a bit of a question. People always say to me, can women orgasm from anal sex? Now, bizarrely, there has been research done on this. And <laughs> they can. But the trouble with the research is that it's... It, the women didn't specify whether they were having some other type of stimulation at the same time. So they could have easily have been having clitoral stimulation. That could have caused the orgasm. And of course, women who do enjoy anal sex or triangle anal sex are likely to be much more explorative, much less inhibited, so probably have a higher orgasm rate anyway. So it's a bit of a hard question to ask that one. Can I give a bit of a plug for another podcast, which is Sex and Psychology by Dr. Justin Lee Miller? He's completely different than us, but he's very he just gives you fantastic research. If ever you're interested in the research of psychology, that one's the one to go for. Right, going back to anal sex. Basic rules, right, are you should never, ever ever attempt anal intercourse without having anal play first. Now, anal play is simply using fingers, lubes, very slim sex toys that are designed to go inside the anus. Now, do not, do not put things up your bottom that aren't meant to be there because unlike the vagina, the rectum doesn't have an end to it and the anus pulls things in. It's got this habit of pulling things in. So if you have a toy that doesn't have a flared base on it, so the flared base is what stops it disappearing, then things can go into the rectum. And so then you're up for a trip to emergency or waiting for your next bowel movement and hoping that it comes out then. So please only use things inside your bottom as anal play that are designed to go up there. So what this does is it prepares the rectum for things to go inside it. So you're literally training your body to accept something as big as a penis. So don't ever attempt it without doing anal play. The other thing is you need to work up to it over a period of time. It's not something that you can just do all in one session. You need, depending on how often you have sex and what you're doing, you need to have like anal play over a period of weeks, maybe a period of months before you are ready to have anal intercourse. Don't even think about doing it without some really good quality lube. It needs to be silicone lube and it needs to be long lasting. And you should never do it with somebody you don't trust. And you always need to talk constantly. So the person who's being penetrated needs to be, you know, like comfortable enough to say, no, stop, you know, like just hold it for a minute. And the person doing the penetrating needs to know that stop means stop. Just stay still. Stop does not mean pull out because if you take your penis, withdraw your penis too fast, it really hurts. So stop just means stay still. Never, ever go from anal intercourse to vaginal intercourse because it deposits all sorts of yuck bacteria in there that doesn't belong in there. And also a good tip is that it feels, it can feel more uncomfortable at the entrance than it can once it's, fully got past the entrance if you know what I mean and this is because there's two sphincter muscles an internal one and an external one so you have to go past both of them and they both try and stop you coming in because as I said they're used to things not you know not coming in they're going out so once it can be the most uncomfortable at the very start and at the entrance and it can get better as you go along okay so you need to keep that in mind will it hurt well if you Follow the anal player, you do it over a period of time, probably not, but it will feel uncomfortable and it's something that you get used to and you know your bottom gets used to it. Now, if it's really, really painful, it probably means that you've got somebody who's got a very small bottom with somebody who's got a big penis. And this, you know, lots of couples can't actually do it. It's just physically impossible because of their genital size and they're just bad matches. So if this is the case, just give it a miss and stick to anal play. Okay, do that. Now, when you're ready to do the deed, she's all quiet there in the background. I don't even know what in. to say. I, keep going, just keep going. This is another one of those moments where I'm like, I
1: can't believe I do this podcast. But okay, keep going, keep going. This is great. This will be like the manual for you know
2: people who are afraid to ask. It's great. Yeah, and okay, also it's, it's practical. Yes, very practical. When you're ready to go to anal intercourse, try and you know have have normal foreplay. Just make sure you're aroused. Don't just go into it cold because the more aroused you are, the less it's going to hurt. Use lots of lube. I would suggest you just get into a, the usual position for anal sex where you're on your fours you're on all fours and he's behind you now what you need to do is you need to let him put the head of the penis against the anus and just press very very gently and just leave it there and let the muscles relax and then instead of him thrusting you kind of back onto his penis if that makes sense and when you're doing that you bear down as if you're going to the loon. She's having a little giggle now now (laughs) then just insert the head and wait this is all a case of inserting tiny bit waiting for the muscles to relax around it which can take like a minute or two or a couple of minutes right instead a little bit more wait and again like i said just you know there is a moment of uncomfortableness at the beginning and see if it gets any better if it doesn't get any better then just give up okay If you get to the point where he's, you know, almost fully inserted, don't even think about thrusting. Think about rocking your pelvis, maybe moving in small circles. And then if you're both enjoying it and there's no pain, you can move into a very slow, shallow thrusting. Now, when it's all over and you want him to exit, make sure again as you do it slowly and just remember that stop means stop. You should never, ever have anal intercourse with somebody who you don't trust to stop the minute you say stop. Okay. How about that? Very practical guide. Okay. Excellent.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, if it's really half of all couples, then this should be highly relevant, right? I'm interested in how many people, like the frequency... Like what I feel like there are a lot more statistics to unpack there.
2: But there obviously- are loads of statistics. Yeah. And but and like all of them, is when you look at when I research all these shows and, and my columns and stuff, there are so many. You can make a statistic match any story generally. Right. Yeah. So I try and use the same people and only reputable ones. And, and it is it can be. I mean, I'm not sure I agree that one in four straight women were having anal sex a few times a month. I'm not sure I, I honestly know a lot about a lot of people's sex lives, and I can't say I know anyone who has anal intercourse a couple of times a month, more like a couple of times a year, I would say. But you say you have to be quite careful with stats. Okay. Question number two. I've been seeing a
1: new man for about a month and he still hasn't made a move. I'm used to men hitting on me on the first date. What's going on? Does this mean he doesn't find me sexually attractive?
2: I think this is interesting because women are not used to this. Women are used to, we think that men want sex anytime, anywhere, and with anyone, quite frankly. So if somebody's not, like, pushing you on the bed and ripping your clothes off after a month, you think, what's wrong, what's wrong? I have to preface this with, if we were talking about a man in the reverse, where it was a man who'd written in about a woman, we would be saying respect boundaries. You know, if he doesn't want to have sex with you, don't ridicule, don't judge, don't pressure. Mm-hmm. So same goes. You know, it's not a different rule for men as it is for women. So. Some things that might be going on, I think one thing that could be going on, especially in today's climate, is that he might be very woke. He might be very concerned about, you know, because there's lots on Me Too, there's lots on consent. You know, he's probably been told not just to get consent, but to get enthusiastic consent, which I always think is a lovely term. So he could be really worried that he's misread your signals and just playing it safe he might just want to take it slow. And if the guy is really into you and he's serious, men do the same as women do. They put off having sex when they actually find somebody that they really like. And it's a bit of a a show of, look, I don't just run around having sex with everybody. This is special to me, etc. And it could be, If your guys, if the guy is the sort of guy that plans every date and really, really wants the date to be perfect, it could be that he wants that first time to be the perfect night. And he's sort of working out this big night that, you know, where it's all going to happen. You'd be amazed how many men find first time sex with somebody they like a big deal. And they do put a lot of effort into making that, you know, that night right. So it could be that. But what's probably the case, I would say, is that he's probably got a bit of performance anxiety going on. And This can happen sometimes with couples. There's a sort of natural moment where they will end up having sex. And then there's a moment when they sort of miss the moment. So then what happens is it just sort of becomes a bit of a big deal. And then they start to get really nervous about it. And first-time sex is nerve-wracking for anybody. You've got to show somebody your naked body. You've got to hope that your genitals work properly and for women, it's different because for our, for women, it's like, oh my God, I hope I get wet. I hope I lubricate. But you can easily fix that because everything's hidden on us. You can just put a bit of lube high in the vagina and it works its way down and no one would know. But his penis is out there for everyone to see. He can't get away with a thing. So he's got to, you know, he's got to worry about guys. Well, these I, guys. I, have, I have the opposite to penis envy the whole of my life. I've thought, <laughs> you want a penis, seriously. You know, is it big enough? Am I going to get an erection? Am I going to lose my direction? Am I going to orgasm too fast? Am I going to not be able to orgasm at all? All this stuff. It's no wonder that they're bloody a pile of nerves half the time for the first time they have sex. So It could be that. Now, if these are the reasons and of course there are other reasons which I am going to talk about step up the flirting if you think that he's not worried about not getting the right signals just step up the flirting and you know there's nothing to stop you making the first move for sex because you know it's fine we're in the you know whatever 21st century here you know women are allowed to make the first move if you think it's performance anxiety don't do what most women do now if he is worried about his erections and stuff the worst thing you can do is to sort of grab his penis to check that he's getting an erection because that's what women often do. They'll do a bit of kissing and a bit of, you know, and then when things are getting a bit hot and heavy, they check to make sure, yep, he's getting an erection. Now, if he's worried about getting an erection, you putting your hand down there and checking all the time is not going to help him. So wait for him to put your hand on his penis and just take it slow. Let him sort of put the pace. Now, of course, there is one glaringly obvious reason why he's not making a move on you. He might not be making a move on you. And that is because he's not interested sexually. So it can happen that you've misread the signals. You're not on his sexuality spectrum He's either gay or bi or it just doesn't fancy you or asexual or a whole heap of things could be going on, Okay, So you could have read The Signal's wrong, Or it could just be that he doesn't want a sexual relationship at the moment or a romantic relationship. Maybe he's just, you know, been hurt. Maybe women have given him a hard time. Or So, you know, there are reasons why people just don't want to take it further. So if this is the situation, I would... The first thing I would do, though, is absolutely make it clear that you are up for it because sometimes especially if you're a bit out of his league, like say he thinks you're too good for him and he's just amazed that you want to spend time with him, but he wouldn't even think, oh my God, she might actually want to have sex with me. So make it clear, either say something or just do lingering kisses. You know, when you kiss hello, lots of eye contact, start to touch, make it abundantly clear that you'd be up for it. If he doesn't seem to be getting the message, just say Look, you know, I really like you. I'm really attracted to you. And I'm interested in taking it further. Would you be up for that and see what he says? Now, if he says no for whatever reason, then you need to accept defeat gracefully. And don't take it personally, because believe me, even supermodel-looking women get rejected. No one can appeal to everybody. So just be kind, decide whether you want to stay friends, and then move on to find somebody who you do find, who does find you attractive like it's a very tricky time to be a guy,
1: you know, I mean, you have to be so careful. I don't know. Yes.
2: I feel like the same. I mean, not that
1: you didn't have to be careful before, but I just feel like, you know, you just have to be very, very careful right now. So I agree. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, question number three. I'll just leave it at that. I was raised in the Catholic Church, and their viewpoint on sex is very negative and closed-minded. Now that I am older and not involved in the church anymore, I'm trying to relearn basic behaviors and change my mindset surrounding sex. I often am overwhelmed with feelings of Catholic guilt Anytime I find myself filled with desire and want, I have a hard time relaxing and getting that guilt out of my mind during sex or while using my vibrator. It makes it really hard for me to enjoy the act of sex besides therapy. What are my options to
2: overcome this wall? Right. A really good question. And I have to say you are not alone because there is a lot of stuff on this. A lot of stuff on this goes on. I remember when I was like 16, my one of my best friends was Catholic and she was struggling with it then. And, and but She would, wouldn't stop it, by the way. She'd just go out and do what we did, but then she'd go and confess about it. It was so weird and I was fascinated <laughs> watching her. But I think, first up, good news, I think you are much further down the path than you realise because you've recognised the problem, you challenged it, and you're open to learning new behaviours. Now, you would, you know, a lot of people never ever get to the stage they struggle to accept that their belief system can be questioned and challenged. And so you're you're actually much further to fixing this than you think. Therapy would help, I have to say, but I know basically what most therapists would do. The first thing they would do is to get you to clarify those negative messages and actually write them down. So, you know, the list could be as long as you like or as short as you like, but just pick probably the, you know, maybe the five or 10 that really annoy you the most. And they might be things like sex is dirty, you know, masturbation is a sin, you know, sex outside, sex for pleasure is wrong, all these sort of things. So write them down, and then underneath write down the belief that you would like to have instead. So, for instance, under sex is dirty, it might be sex is a natural expression of love. Now, writing things down and why therapists often tell you to write things down is because it activates the rational, logical part of the brain. You think your thoughts are really clear, but they're not. They're often very muddled. So when you write something down, you you sort of bypass the feelings part of the brain and you tap into the very logical part now because if you see sex is dirty written in black and white your brain goes "Oh, well, that can't be true because we have to have sex in order to procreate and keep the earth populated so that's a bit silly so you're tapping into a different part of the brain so that really works and you need to look at this list and read it regularly I would also suggest if you have friends who've grown up with sex positive, you know, in sex positive households, non-religious households, maybe don't be, you know, talk to them, ask them what messages they got, and they will normalize the process for you. But I have to say, don't be surprised if they grew up with negative messages as well. Because the thing is, no one is born feeling guilty about sex. And when you're a kid, you touch all of your body including your genitals and it's like it's done with with curiosity with adventure with excitement and no one has any shame about doing that it's only when adults come in and catch you at it that you get this sort of like you shouldn't be doing that in public what are you doing you're too young to be doing that oh you know if you've got religious parents that's a sin so it's only when adults enter the picture that it puts this layer of you know naughtiness and sexual shame and you know oh this is something I should be embarrassed about okay so you know they you were not the only one that grew up with negative messages nearly everyone who's ever if you can even remember getting caught masturbating has been told not to do it I actually had a girlfriend it was hilarious and her young daughter would come in no matter who was in the room she'd come in she was probably three and she would just get on the sofa leg and just rub herself down and there was no stopping her and the poor woman I was trying so hard especially because I was there not to say you shouldn't be and trying not to put her off like what she was doing but we we used to crack up it was hilarious I should actually check in and see how that kid's going Um, how you escape from all this is you have to unlearn learned behavior okay so you have to reprogram yourself and two things that I think really work very well and they use me in therapy is to rename things like instead of in your brain the word masturbation is surrounded by all these negative awful thoughts right that your brain the minute it hears masturbation or thinks masturbation they rush in and they ruin it for you just call it treat time okay call intercourse fun just rename anything to do with sex with light very funny kind light-hearted things and your brain will bypass all that awful stuff that's got attached to that that label okay that re- sounds really simplistic but it really does work the other thing to do is to actually take the power away from the emotion when it arrives so say you are sitting there and you're having a you know session with your vibrator and moving towards orgasm everything's going really well and suddenly you think of something and the guilt comes wham, here it is again. Instead of going, oh, my God, this is awful, I'm never going to get past this, now it's ruined, I'll never be able to have an orgasm, don't react like that. Expect guilt to arrive. When guilt does arrive, just say, hello, guilt, thought you might pay me a visit today, how are you? <laughs> right? and, it, and, and what you do is you kind of... Kindly, this can apply to like a lot of things, by the yes, way. Yes, Exactly. Food, anything, right? <laughs> yes, so it could. So yeah, exactly. Hello, guilt. <laughs> yeah. How are you? And then you just sit over there. If you want to stay, that's fine. And you kindly, <laughs> you sort of ignore it kindly rather than rage against it. Because if you rage against it, it's not going to get you anywhere. And if you can continue to do this, then that emotion won't even bother you anymore. If you suddenly get a flash of it, you go, oh yeah, that again. And it's not a problem. Now, the final thing was, I did do a little bit of a search online and I typed in dealing with sexual shame podcasts and I found loads of them that they're really really and I thought you're listening to this podcast maybe that's the way you like your information there was tons on practical stuff they were done by psychologists there were people who've been battling with it the whole of their life so I think you'll find plenty of information there as well there is a podcast for everyone it turns out (laughs) (laughs) oh there really is there really is But sexual shame is huge there's so much on it there it really is a big problem for lots of people wow Okay, Tracy, sex tip of the week. Okay, tip of the week is foreplay is sex. It's not something you do before intercourse. Because, And the sooner we give up on this mo- this notion that sex is intercourse, the better our sex lives will be. And somebody in this room, well, actually not this room, <laughs> my used to think that. Hopefully I've got you out of that, Zippy. <laughs> when I asked you if
1: they counted, I just feel like, you know, all those studies, like how often do you have? Well, like
2: what counts? What I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, actually, you're not right though. Studies never say how often do you have intercourse. They just say sex because everybody associates.
1: Sex. I know, but I think everyone assumes that that's the regular, you know, like full on whatever. Ooh. No one's like, how often do you have oral sex? Like, I don't know, no, but I don't. But they should be. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, thank you, Tracy. Thanks for all this awesome information, masturbation and anal sex and whatever. (laughs) It's a lot for like, what is this? It's Tuesday morning or whatever. (laughs) So thanks everybody for listening. I hope that everybody out there got a lot of really great information from Tracy that maybe they didn't know, or maybe they think about things differently and that you can take all this and go have a better life and a better relationship and, and feel more equipped to handle whatever comes your way. So exactly. So then our job here is done. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. See you next week. See you next week. Thanks for
0: listening to sex talk with Sivvy and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on moms don't have time to write on medium. So check that out too. Thanks again.